Hi friends, welcome back to I Am Epiphany. I'm your creator and host, Bethany Epiphany, and yes, Epiphany is my real name. Tune in as I share my thoughts and epiphanies on a wide range of topics, from pop culture to social justice issues, to simply navigating life as a millennial. You won't be hearing just my thoughts and epiphanies, but from those who I find interesting and awesome. If it's your first time, I'm so excited to have you here. If you are returning, it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hello, friends. Um, How are you doing? I am recording this. (laughs) Let's just pray that the audio does what I need the audio to do. Anyways, how are you? It is October. It is fall. And I'm missing summer. Like, this is an unpopular opinion, perhaps, but I feel like I didn't really get to summer the way that I wanted to summer. Like, I live closer to the beach. And so... I experienced more overcast than anything. So everybody else, I guess, was having one hell of a time in this heat. But I was sitting over here in overcast. Like for May and June, we had June gloom. It started to get more sunny in July, but it just wasn't enough for me. And now we're back in fall. But hey. I mean, the last we checked in, Hurricane Hillary did not hurricane in L.A. And we were sliding into the final days of summer. Um, Global warming is pretty bad. (laughs) Like, It's fall, but the weather has been doing what the weather is doing. And shout out to New York. New York is like underwater. Crazy. I mean, the weather is changing its mood from day to day. Mother Nature is not here for the fuck shit, and she is um, letting us know. Um, but other than this transition into a new season, I am well, friends. Just hella, hella busy. So I've decided to start like this thirty-day sugar detox. Now, usually when I decide to do things like this it's pretty impulsive I can actually be a pretty impulsive person and when you are impulsive it means that you do not plan and so I decided to do this 30-day detox not really properly planning my meals and like what I was gonna eat because I'm like you know no biggie I'm just you know I'm not eating sugar the rest of my my diet will continue But of course, there's sugar and everything. Um, So we'll see how this 30-day detox goes. I hear like when you go for a sugar detox, at some point you get like sugar withdrawals and, you know, can experience headaches and fatigue and all that type of stuff. I'm hoping that will not be my story. And I'm hoping that only good will come from this detox, but I'll keep you all posted. Um, I saw Beyonce because why wouldn't I? And I don't know what else I can say that 
hasn't already been said I mean it's it's Beyonce bitch like you know mama put on a great show um at crypto that's is that the name no I'm sorry oh not crypto child so far so far so far at the so far stadium and um I mean she just she's magnificent there is only one and there will only be one Beyonce she is one of one she I mean it was a great show had a great time I mean that stadium was packed and the silver outfits only Beyonce can be like you know what I want you all to wear silver which is the hardest color to find to wear and everyone shows up in silver imagine having that type of power you know what I'm saying? Where you tell people to wear a color and they all wear a color. It's too much power. It's too much power for one person. Did I wear silver? Of course I did. Of course I did. Did I did I go to my nearest mall and, you know, run through the aisles trying to find something silver to wear? Of course I did. Of course I did. Did I find any silver? Of course I did not. Of course I didn't because I waited to the last minute, you know, that's my ministry to get this outfit because at at first I was like, oh wait, I have something silver. I think it'll work, but it wasn't working. And so I'm go to the mall, going through the aisles, like, or going to the stores can't find nothing silver. I'm like, Beyonce, nigga, why, why would you tell us to get silver of all the colors? But I managed. I found something, made it work, bought something I should, didn't need, child, and didn't even end up wearing, but whatever. But what I loved about Renaissance were the outfits and like, People came out, baby, okay? They were like, I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out. Like, I mean, the the face mask, the heels, the makeup, the hair, the swag. I mean, it was beautiful. Loved it. Love you, B. Love you, girl. Um, So September was filled with... Beyonce and many other celebration and I'm hoping that October will bring more joy so we'll see um we shall see before we hop into it I do want to share a free therapy opportunity for black men now listen up core contributors group also known as CCG uh, which is the nonprofit I'm a part of, has partnered with licensed black male therapists to provide free therapy sessions for black men. Here are some of the, the details. You have to be 18 years old or older. You get eight free therapy sessions with a therapist. The sessions are free, no insurance needed. You can do this virtually. Now, I have shared this opportunity on social media, 
with family and friends. I even went to a black men's mental health summit where I spoke with and did my best to recruit black men for this therapy opportunity. And when I shared the opportunity, the response I get is, wow, this is great. Can I get more information? Can I get your card? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, I provide my information expecting that we are going to get a lot of black men to register or to, you know, show interest. And to my hurt and disappointment, the registration has been slow as compared to last year. Last year, we didn't have any trouble getting black men to register for therapy. But this year, I mean, I mean, getting black men to register for therapy has been more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Like, I wish I had the right words to encourage black men to seek these resources like it's actually quite frustrating quite frustrating like if you are a black man you deserve these safe spaces you deserve to prioritize your mental health going to therapy doesn't mean that that something is wrong with you you are simply utilizing these safe spaces as a way to maintain your health It's just like when you go to the doctor, even though we know how black folks feel about going to the doctor, honey. And there are historical and present day reasons why black folks don't seek medical attention, medical support, hashtag racism. But you go to your doctor, your dentist for regular maintenance, right? You don't go to the doctor when things are drastically wrong, right? You can go before then. So even if you feel as though nothing is quote unquote wrong with you and that you're okay and uh, therapy is something you've been thinking about trying, you can try it, right? This is your invitation. It This is a free opportunity to get help from another black man. Like, I think I just... It just really blew my mind how difficult it was. And I, I'm going to have a black man come on here and just talk about why it's so difficult to recruit because um, it's interesting. They say that married men live longer as married men than being single. And that's because women encourage and force their partners to go to the doctor to eat better to exercise right we um are a catalyst for their their health and it's just when I presented this opportunity I was getting a lot more responses from women women saying hey my husband is interested oh my brother could use this oh you know it was women who were reaching out to me and I was responding to, responding to them. But as far as a man reaching out to me and saying that he was interested, crickets. It was crickets. And it's just like, bro, like even thinking of it as a black woman, just feeling you can get overwhelmed and you can get tired at the fact that you are 
not only trying to manage and maintain your own health, but you're trying to manage and maintain someone else's health. And um, what I wish men, especially black men knew, is that is how much their decision to not seek out those health resources, to not prioritize their health directly impacts us. It impacts us. So when you're presented with the opportunity, the one that core contributors group is presenting, take advantage of it, right? Put your ego aside, put your pride aside. I know it can be difficult, you know, asking for help, but asking for help doesn't make you weak, it doesn't. Y'all not taking care of your yourself is fucking us up too. <laughs> it just is, right? So help us help you is what I'm saying. Core Contributors Group is dedicated to being a mental health resource for Black men. We are dedicated to partnering with Black mental health professionals who can provide that cultural awareness that is so important in healing spaces. If you are a black man who is interested in receiving free therapy, please email corecontributorsgroup at gmail.com. That is C-O-R-E-C-O-N-T-R-I-B-U-T-O-R-S group, G-R-O-U-P at gmail.com. You can also visit the Core Contributors Group website at ccg4u.org. That is the letters CCG, the number four, Y-O-U.org. <sighs> okay, commercial over. Let's hop into it. Um, Actually, you know what? We'll take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break and then we'll hop into it. Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's hop into it. I would like to address a couple of comments that were made by Black public figures in regards to Black women dating. Now, when it comes to responding to commentary, I do my best to listen to the full context of the conversation that sparked the comment in the first place. In other words, I try not to listen to small inflammatory clips that get circulated on social media. Like I try to look for the full context of what was said. So let's address the comment that Tyler Perry made. I'm going to play the full seven minute clip where he's talking about dating. 
You know, if you talk to me, all in your business. What you been listening to? Right, right. So good. So good. Um, so let's talk about something that you and I talk about. Uh-oh. My man. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> my man, my man, my man. Yeah. So for the longest, like, you've seen me go through different relationships. And recently, it was the night that we all went to dinner after you um, moderated Michelle Obama's book tour here in Atlanta. And you said, Crystal, you are vibrating here. Yeah. Your man is here. And I was like, ooh. You trying to tell me I'm low vibrational, Tyler? What are you trying to say? And I was like, ooh. I had to think about that. Mm. I was like, wow, like, am I, what, you know what I'm saying? You were like, you're here, and yeah. he's, he's up here. You got you to gotta go higher yeah. in that to area, to too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I was um, I probably had a gummy that night, so I was, you know, <laughs> I, look, I get super spiritual when I'm on them gummies, but yes. it, that sound good. Okay, go ahead. Had, it was real good. Just um, five milligrams a week. That's all I could do. <laughs> you know, if I try anything else, I'd be like, no, no, y'all come get me. I'm going to the hospital. Five milligrams. Going to the hospital. Yeah, yeah five milligrams. <laughs> Um, but but understanding, yeah, and 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 having people meet you at your worth. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. Yes, when you yeah. said that we were one of our many nights at your island, darling, in the King's Landing room mm. at the table, you said mm. it, it just hit you. You probably was on the gummy there too. Mm. You was like, "Meet me at my worth," yeah. and we were all like, "Wow, yeah, that's it." Yeah, that's it. And 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 anybody who can't do that, that doesn't mean they're not worthy of mm-mm, you. Mm-mm. That means that they need to either attempt, mm-hmm. try, learn, mm-hmm. find out enough about you to be able to figure out what that is. Yes. And that's not money because, yep. because you listen, a, a lot of women, especially black women, and mm-hmm. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I will in the in, in our society right now, mm-hmm. black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men. Right. There are a lot of black men who are successful, but for the most part, black women are making the money. So you if you can find love, if that man works, you know, at whatever job Mm -hmm. and is a good man and is good to you Mm -hmm. and honors and honors the house and honors his wife and does what he can, Mm -hmm. because his his gift may not be your gift. Exactly. That is okay. Mm -hmm. That's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your worth, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And as long as he's secure in himself to Mm -hmm. know that, yep, she makes most of the money, all I can pay is the light bill, as long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff, you've had the light bill, baby, you can take me to dinner every now and then, Mm -hmm. that is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's so hard for a lot of people to take in because that means, no, 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 I need somebody to... Who is? <laughs> I need. I. They need to make five times more, and I got to have. The, I got to have. What you uh, keep, but go keep, on, looking, go on, keep your list, baby. Yeah. God, God bless you. Hope it happens. Don't keep your list. <laughs> but when you talk about just someone to love you and support yes. you, I, I know people who have, who whose men can't touch what they make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you see them together, that love, that support, that. That I got you, babe. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I remember we, I was having a conversation with you, and I was going. I I can admit that I had fallen under that. Like, okay, I actually may have misunderstood what "meet me at my worth" meant. I thought "meet me at my work" was "meet me at my net worth." But my net worth, right, right, no, not your net worth. Right. Meet me at least. Meet me at my net worth. Yeah, okay. no, not your net worth. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was talking to you. I was like, and Tyler, I was like, this, this, and this, this, and this, and I've done this, this, and you're like, wait, 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 stop. He was like, don't make it about money. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was like, like a, 
it just went off and I was like, I see what you're saying. You were like, Crystal, I used to do the same thing. I would like be doing all these things for someone or people around me. And I'm like, they're not doing, I'm not getting anything in return, yeah. you know? And we fall into that sometimes. And you said, but then I thought about it. They can't do for me the way I do for you. No. It's just like no. they can't. No. You got, and when you explain it like that, if he is giving you all these other things, then that's something you work with. And I did, I, I literally completely misconstrued what meet me at my worst end of that mm. moment. But worth is more than that. Right. You know, and that's right. when I was like, wow, like this is it's way deeper. Yeah, you got to remove the money from the situation yeah. because it's just going to cloud it. Mm -hmm. And then you have your girlfriend and this friend and saying, yes. girl, he's doing this and he ain't got that. He mm -hmm. You don't understand the love that we have for exactly. each other. And that is what is important. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, there are some good men mm -hmm. who can't meet you at your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and if you can find a man who is secure enough within himself mm -hmm. to stand in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'll good. tell you the story. O Oprah tells a story about her and Stedman. She was, they were in Hawaii mm -hmm. and um, she was walking. This was years ago. She walked in the store. He was behind her. Mm -hmm. And no, I'll tell you this story. This is because I was there for this one. Okay. She, uh, we were coming out of the color purple premiere in, in, uh, New York, mm -hmm. and it's Tina Turner, Oprah, me and Gail. We're all getting in the car, and you just said that, so it was Tina. Well, listen, that's when I first knew. I, that's when I first knew something had shifted. <laughs> okay, wow. Because I, because <laughs> Oprah walks out and they're screaming, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. Tina walks out and go, Tina, Tina. I go out and hear Tyler, Tyler. I go, oh, this is very early on. Oh so my I, gosh. I, 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 they're pushing us into the limo, and um, I, I turn back, and Stedman, the security, is pushing him out of the way. Mm -hmm. Not letting him in. Wow. I watched him tap the man on the shoulder and said, hey, hey. He goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Graham. And he let him in the car. But do you know, when I saw that man who's six foot six in that situation, I went, wow. wow. Look at the grace in mm -hmm. how he carried it. He yes. didn't get a car with an attitude. He wasn't mad. Mm -hmm. Which takes me back to the story in Hawaii when, when they were in the store and everybody swarmed around Oprah, he was watching protectively. Mm, and uh, wow. and after she was they, she was leaving the store, the store owner, older older person said to her, listen, I watched that man, how he loves you. Uh, I watched that man, how his aura is all around you, making mm. sure you're okay and safe. So, so and, and Stepman does well in life. Mm -hmm, yeah. But I don't know nobody doing well as Oprah. Hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it can't, it can't be about the money. It yes. can't be about the money. That was like that was a good nugget that you gave me recently, and I was like, wow, because you do get caught up in the what your girls are saying and what society yeah, is saying. Because that's gonna, but that's that's, and if you try to make it about the money, then it's always gonna be about the money. Mm -hmm. And the money is is you have to understand that when you start to make money and do well, that becomes a part of the perception of who you are. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. That was the thing that bothered me about it. It was like, all he sees is my money, all he sees is my money, I'm, mm -hmm. I, and I'm a good person. Right. I had to let all that go. I was like, well, the money's a part of your person now, so let that be. Wow. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Now, when you started making money, we talk about money as a part of the person. All right. So Tyler Perry's comments definitely caused an uproar. Black women went in on Tyler, talking about how Tyler was trying to convince them to, to date broke men and that. Why are black women always being asked to carry the load, to handle things like that is the man's role? Why isn't Tyler telling men to step their shit up, to take responsibility as a family man, as a husband? 
Black women were encouraging other Black women not to settle for less, to ignore what Tyler was saying, and that they shouldn't have to date down um, or date someone who doesn't have money or the financial stability to date them. And I understand the reason why Black women were upset. However, I don't think it deserved the level of vitriol that it got. I question whether or not Black women actually heard everything Tyler was actually saying. He never said settle. He never said date down. He never said to date broke men or men who were irresponsible or men who lacked um, accountability, men who were fiscally um, irresponsible. Like, he never said that. Um, He never said that women should carry the heavy load. What he was encouraging was to prioritize having a healthy, loving connection over money. He was saying that a man making less money should not deter a woman from dating him if he's a good guy who genuinely cares for her and she genuinely cares for him. Now, the example he gave was not good. It was not a good example. Like, I think the example he gave was what got a lot of uproar. Uproar. It's like, what you mean he's only paying the light bill? Like... People got sidetracked and I think they missed the bigger point. I think we have been taught to value and prioritize the wrong things in each other. I talk about this in my dating book, Don't Fall Prey, available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. But I feel like women are taught to prioritize a man's wealth and that a man's worth is connected to how much money he makes. Men are taught to prioritize a woman's beauty and that a woman's worth is based upon what she looks like. Men are scared to make less money than a woman. They feel like, you know, money is directly connected to their manhood. Women are scared to age, gain weight, have a wrinkle, have gray hairs. Like, and I get caught up in those same fears as well. It's all backwards. Do we want to be with someone who is attractive? Yes. Do we want to be with someone who is financially secure? Yes. Nothing is wrong with wanting either of those things. I wouldn't denounce those things. But being with someone who is financially well off doesn't equate to or guarantee a loving, caring relationship. Being with someone who is a supermodel doesn't equate to or guarantee a loving, caring relationship. Look at all the rich, beautiful celebrities with disastrous unions. I had the pleasure of attending my friend's wedding last month. My friend is in her 40s and like many of us, myself included, she has had her ups and downs in the dating world. Now, I'm not in her man's wallet. But my friend did not marry a millionaire by any means. She married a kind, consistent, helpful, thoughtful, hardworking black man who took care of her during her darkest hour. 
She married a man who loved her beyond illness and into health. She married a man who loves her and she loves him. And that's it. I think we have or we can overcomplicate things. When Tyler Perry said, meet me at my worth, he wasn't talking about money. You are worthy of all things good and that worth extends beyond the money. You are worth someone's time, energy, effort, compassion, forgiveness, consistency, shelter, love, patience. It's beyond the money. I think that's what Tyler was trying to say. Now, let's move on to Ebony K. Williams. The reality is that our marriage and partnership market value is depreciating with every passing year. No matter how good we look, no matter how fit we are, men are still seeing primarily our presumed dwindling fertility as a knock against us. So here's my advice. If you are a young black woman in college and you know in your heart and in your head that you want to prioritize family, I suggest that you simultaneously pursue that MRS degree right along with that BA or JD. Because a handful of black college age men that actually do desire to get married soon and they do share that value system and family is a priority for them too. Y'all, that is an incredibly small pool and it's shrinking as you get older. And by the time you reach my age, 40, you will be faced with different choices relating to life partnership and motherhood. Dropping the clues bombs for the good sister, Ebony K. Williams. Not because of what she said, because that's not my business. Mm. But she got y'all going again. Stir mm. that pot, Ebony. Stir that pot. Ain't too many content creators like Ebony K. Williams out here. You hear me? And I now, Ebony set off a storm as well. After her comments, Ebony went on to the breakfast, breakfast Club, where she provided more context, especially after receiving the response that she did. And the interview that she did on The Breakfast Club did provide that context, which is helpful to listen to if you are trying to understand where she's coming from. I get what Ebony is saying, and I do appreciate the vulnerability she displayed while on The Breakfast Club and sharing her personal story. Like, we get it. You know, dating can be difficult no matter how old you are. And I feel as though Ebony was coming from a desire to help and maybe spark some debate because, you know, Ebony's good at getting attention and her comments are inflammatory enough that it brings eyes and uh, ears and attention to, to who she is and what she does, right? There's that part as well. But her delivery was off. And I disagree with her encouraging Black women in college to be looking for a husband or those who have just graduated college. Like, I just do. Do you remember where you were developmentally at age 18 to 21? Do you recall your thinking process and what you were like. I work with young people. I too was once 18 to 21 years old. 
And I can tell you with confidence that you don't know shit. You don't know shit. So to encourage someone who is developmentally immature, not to mention financially unstable, to seek out life partnership is a bad idea. It's just a bad idea. It's not good advice, Ebony. <laughs> like, Ebony's trying to, like, save Black women from the pangs of singlehood, but you are ushering them into something worse, which is the contractual agreement between two people who are immature and have no idea who they are and therefore have no idea how to cultivate a healthy relationship under holy matrimony. Like, seriously, (laughs) marriage is a big deal. Like, it's a serious situation. The guys I went to college with were cool, but they were not marriage material. And neither was I at that age. Like, you're just trying to get through the day. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to get through your next class. You're trying to pay for your next semester. Like, for the exceptions who got married while in college or right after and made it work, kudos to you, boo. But they are the exceptions. The majority of college students are not ready to get married. And don't even know what to look for in a spouse because they don't even know who they are. It's bad advice. Not to mention the number of black men attending college is much lower than the number of black women attending college. Like, at my school? And I'm going to keep it cute because I know some folks might be listening. At my school... At my college, it was it was small, right? So the, the population, the student population was already small, which meant that the black population was very small, which meant that the black male population was even smaller. Like Ebony is making it sound as though like when you're in college, it's just like a sea of, of black men just available. And that is not what it is. <laughs> like unless you go maybe to HBCU, like... That's just not what it is. So these girls are going to be competing for boys who aren't ready to be married? Like, it it doesn't make sense. What I didn't like about Ebony's comment, like aside from it being poor advice, was that it adds to this scarcity mindset that already looms over Black women and sparks fear. The mindset is... Well, you know, there aren't a lot of eligible black men out there. You know, it only gets worse as you get older. You better get your man now. And I'm so fucking tired of this narrative. While Ebony thinks she is highlighting a truth, she is simply adding gas to an already overworked fire. This mentality doesn't help black women. It scares them. It makes them rush. It makes them put pressure on men to get married when they're not ready. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's also this mentality, this conditioning that tells women that their happiness is directly connected to whether or not they have a man. That my life, their life doesn't mean much 
if you don't have a man and I'm just fucking over it bro I'm so tired of this yes I want loving companionship but I can cultivate happiness and joy and peace and safety beyond a romantic relationship like I can still have all those things for myself my life still has purpose and meaning beyond this. Like, can we please decenter men from like the the lives of women? Like, my life is not centered around men. Like, it's just not. It is not. Um, and let's take a break right there. I'll be back with my epiphany. Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems, which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. All right, I'm back with my epiphany. Hopefully it'll be a good epiphany. (laughs) But I, when it comes to both of these comments, like, I agreed with Tyler's idea, not his example. I understood Ebony's point, but I disagreed with her strategy. And I wish Black women were not at the center of both of these conversations. I felt like it was a topic that could have been generalized to all women. Dating is challenging across culture, across age. Why are Black women at the center Why is it that Black women stay minding our business and people stay coming for us? Giving us um, unwanted advice about our dating life. I mean, I feel like Black, they just come for us for no reason. And Black women are always, we're minding our business, bro. Minding our business. Like, no other culture has these these types of conversations so publicly. And why is it one-sided? Why aren't men being publicly advised about their romantic behavior towards women? Because God knows, God knows they need advice and accountability. There's so much pressure on women to prioritize, pursue, and perfect companionship. And that same pressure is not given to men. I refuse to walk in fear regarding my love life and companionship. I refuse to move faster towards marriage when I'm not ready for it or desire it. I guess my epiphany is if you want love, you can have it. And you can have it when you're ready for it. The universe always works in your favor. 
I know this world is nuts. The world is crazy. And not only is it crazy, it's loud. It's loud and it's repetitive and it can be difficult not to swallow the garbage that it spews. But do your best to guard your ears and be mindful about what you are consuming and internalizing and what you choose to believe. What you believe becomes your reality. And if you want love, you can have it on your terms. And with that, we're going to close with another poem from my latest book, Love Prayer Poems. This poem is entitled, Protection Prayer. Dear God, thank you for blessing me with the man who protects me. As you know, black women are not protected here. We do not know what it means for others to go to war for us. We stand on the battlefield in heavy armor, sometimes alone, sometimes with our sisters. Together, we raise our voices and brace ourselves for the blow. There's always a blow. Thank you for blessing me with the man who will fight for me, a warrior who understands that my place is not on the battlefield, and he will carry me away to someplace safe and return to war carrying my shield. I am the prize he will protect. I am worthy to be saved. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please tune in twice a month for new episodes of I Am Epiphany. You can learn more about me, Bethany Epiphany, at bethanyepiphany.com or follow me on Instagram at B-E-P-I-F-A-N-I. Until next time, stay safe, stay cool. God bless.